What is going on, everybody? And now is when my dogs decided to freak out. Cooper, buddy, I love you. I'm excited, too. It's waiver wire week five. Let's talk about some waiver wire options. Anyway, I'm joined this week by Evan. Say hi, Evan. How you doing, Mike? Oh, just scrumptious. I might... Cooper, buddy, do we, do we have to restart? You're just, you're just trying to survive Matt Canada and his fantastic offense that he runs. I don't know what's worse, Cooper's barking or Matt Canada trying to run the most medium offense I've ever seen in my life. Have you seen the, the uh, QB school on it? No. He broke down every Kenny Pickett pass for week three, and he starts every play with, well, this is the most boring play concept I've ever seen. Oh, well, this is a terrible play design. Oh, well, in spite of Matt Canada calling the worst play three times in a row, Kenny Pickett made it work. It's just atrocious. But we got some options this week. So you're saying there might be some hope for Eric and his Kenny Pickett love. I don't think we can properly evaluate Kenny Pickett until we get see Matt Canada gone. Okay, fair enough. But we're not here to talk about Kenny Pickett, unless you are really, really hurting in super flex leagues and want to get Mitch Trubisky for a week. Oof. That sounds like a disaster. Uh, we're here to talk about some much, much better options, like CJ Stroud, quarterback for the Houston Texans. Did you know that he's still available on waivers? Uh, in one QB leagues, in one saying? QB, one QB redraft leagues, he's widely available. Okay, but uh, 20 points against the Steelers, 20 points the week before, 20 points the week before. He's currently on pace for 5,100 passing yards. I'm eating a lot of crow here because I didn't draft a lot of the Texans' offense. Uh, I'd ask if you think it's sustainable, but at this point, it has to be. It's been a month. I mean, look, I've been on record saying that I think it's sustainable and I think they're the second best team in that division. <sighs> Man, I am so mad because there's so many strangers in my DMs being like, yo, the Texans offense is for real. And you know what? He is. So uh, CJ Stroud is still available in over 60% of leagues, if my math is right, on ESPN. Oh, 69% of leagues in ESPN for those that are keeping track at home. So one QB leagues, go grab you some CJ Stroud. Uh, we have a comment here. What about Averich? Uh, if this is your first time listening, I am maybe one of the top two Anthony Richardson fans in the world with uh, Jay Rich from Destination Devi being the number one and Ben Solak also in the running. But I'm all aboard Anthony Richardson. He, despite missing over a game and a half, is only six less fantasy points than C.J. Stroud. And C.J. Stroud's setting passing records, so go get yourself some AR if he's sitting on benches or on the waivers. Going through the rest of the list, you want to talk about wide receivers? All right, let's do it. How do you feel about Michael Wilson, wide receiver Arizona Cardinals? I mean, look, somebody's got to get the targets in that in that offense, and uh, you know Hollywood continuously deals with some injuries. Um, so, I mean, someone's got to do it. I think he's been looking somewhere north of seventy to seventy-five percent of the routes uh, route participation. So, always fantastic to be able to do looking at a high air yard share. So, mm -hmm. could could have some potential there, especially if Hollywood goes down. Yeah. Did you know he was on the field for 90% of the snaps week one? And then the only reason he was taken off week two and three is because he was dealing with some like nagging ankle stuff that never even got really reported. So uh, he's available in 98.6% of leagues. Listen, if you drafted Mike Williams, 
if you drafted T Higgins and now you're just hurting at wide receiver, there's worse options than Michael Wilson right now. Next up, this is a long-term play, but I still have faith. How do you feel about Rasheed Rice, wide receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs? Man, uh, if you tell me best ball, it's a best ball league. I mean, we can get talking there. There's just too many mouths to feed there. You still got Kelsey. You still got the the run game that's going to eat up some passes, um, eat up some time on the clock. I, I just I have a hard time thinking any of these guys are plug into my lineup. And if I am, it feels like a desperation play. We are about to hit bye week hell. And between the bye weeks, the injuries, and some studs just underperforming, I would rather bet on the guy that is invested in a good offense and continues to get more route participation, more snap percentages, and more targets week after week. So Ash is on board too. Man, the dogs are out today. Come on, boys. Let's not be like this. Uh, Cool. Two wide receivers. Let's talk about the only running back work worth picking up on waiver wires this week. Jaleel McLaughlin. You know, he's available in waivers on in Dynasty Leagues right now. I mean, is it really that surprising? Uh, did you think that he was going to be the guy getting all the work if Samaj P. Ryan, or I mean, Javante went down. Samaj P. Ryan, is he dead? What happened? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> like, But do I really want to buy into a 5'7", 180-pound running back? Yes, because uh, okay. size doesn't matter to the NFL anymore, so it shouldn't matter to us. No, no, uh, no. It doesn't matter at wide receiver to the NFL mm-hmm. anymore. What about Devon H or H Han? Yeah, but he's like an Olympic level. Well, maybe not an Olympic level sprinter. He's but pretty damn close. He's very fast. Very, yeah. very fast. Big fast guy. Yep. Uh no, McLaughlin does have some size concerns, but he also showed a little bit of juice. And he's actually the NCAA all-time leader in rushing yards. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're teaching me something right there. Yeah. Uh it, look. Saw him on an NFL field. He looked like he belonged. If Javante Williams misses time, I'd rather have the rookie with a little bit of juice than whatever the hell Samaj P. Ryan has turned into at this point. Uh, still, there's not like a smash pickup like Devon H. Ann or Zach Moss or somebody like that, but still worth a couple shots. I want to talk about one more wide receiver, and then we can roll into defense and make fun of tight ends really quick. I was going to say real quick. Yeah. Is Tajay Spears available in enough redraft leagues to give you pause to consider him? I have been touting him for so long that I didn't even include him in my most recent article because I feel like everyone knows that I want them to get Tajay Spears. Look, snaps are going up. The offense had a couple of rough matchups, so like you're not really expecting the running back two to perform in those. He's worth a pickup whether it's a handcuff for Derrick Henry going down or just a standalone desperation flex on bye weeks. Tajay's talented, getting snaps. I think that's all that you really need at the running back position these days. You need an opportunity to get an opportunity. So, yeah, I I think he's worth a pickup. He's definitely worth a bench stash. Maybe not plugging him into lineups yet, but he's getting close. Great call out. I love that. Uh, Let's talk about a wide receiver who is available in over 80% of leagues on ESPN. Less than half on Sleeper, which just shows the Sleeper ESPN disconnect. Uh, Jameson Williams, about to come back from his, yeah, he's available almost everywhere. Uh, we made Josh Reynolds a thing. If Josh Reynolds is a thing, Jameson Williams is going to be a really big thing. 
that's my whole analysis at this point. We don't know what Jamison Williams is on an NFL field yet, but the last time he was on a college field, he was arguably the number one receiver in football. So, I mean, boom, boomer bust type of play, you know, if you can accept that risk, plugging him into a flex spot in your lineup during a bye week, I mean, he could have one reception for a touchdown and 60 yards. Yeah. And that's, that's the week right there. Another year removed from the ACL injury, another year being ingrained in the offense. I think that there was a lot of offseason weird narrative stuff going on there, but I think that he's due maybe not for a full breakout, but at least for a usable fantasy output week to week. Any pushback on that? No. Cool. He's not available in any dynasty waivers. You're all shocked. All right. We're going to go to the stinky defense of the week. This is a defense that has over 50% availability and uh, gets a nice little matchup there. So we are going to talk about the Green Bay Packers. Look, the Packers defense isn't exceptional. They're not really exciting, but they play the Las Vegas Raiders. So is there a better matchup to be targeting than the Raiders or maybe the Panthers these days? Uh, maybe the Bears. Maybe the Bears, but ask the Broncos. I mean, that was tough for them. I think that if uh, Justin Fields keeps stringing things together, they'll be just fine. And once they get Claypool off the roster. But anyway, uh, Packers have talented secondary and opportunistic defense. If Jimmy Garoppolo does play, there's a chance that he just continues to stink. If he doesn't play, then you didn't see a lot out of Aiden O'Connell last week. So... Uh, that is the but, but yet it was actually a close game against the Chargers, which oh, is kind of terrifying. The Chargers just refused to win outright. But okay, so we got the Packers on defense. We got CJ Stroud at quarterback. We got Rasheed Rice, Michael Wilson, and Jamison Williams at wide receiver, and Jaleel McLaughlin, the lone bastion of running back hope in an otherwise desolate wasteland. Would you consider Washington at defense? Who's Washington playing this week? The Bears on Thursday night. Ooh. I'm going to say I prefer the Green Bay defense. Okay. But I would consider it because I think Justin Fields just loves to eat sacks. Phrasing. Yes. Phrasing. Um, cool. Speaking of tight ends and speaking of Washington, Pat Fryermuth, nasty hamstring injury, expected to miss a little bit of time. Darnell Washington worth a pickup? Not with Matt Canada calling plays. We're on the same page. Uh, just had to give a shout out because I'm sure we're going to get questions this week. Washington had a great athletic profile. Maybe not the same production that you'd expect out of a Georgia tight end, but he was also playing behind Brock Bowers. Uh, not worth a pickup in any format other than three tight end dynasty leagues, which he should be not on waivers then. Cool. You got any other tight ends you want to shout out? Because it is looking rough out here. No, tight end is an absolute wasteland. And uh, if you don't have one of the top guys that you feel comfortable slotting in week in and week out, waiver wires are literally just going to be like, who do I think can actually have a shot at getting a touchdown this week? And that's who you're going to try and pick up and try and hope and pray for a touchdown. Yeah, it's really just praying for a touchdown. Did you know the difference between the tight end seven and let's see the tight end 30 is, is what 50. two points per game. 
It's 15 fantasy points, so less than four points per game. Okay. Darren Waller is currently the tight end 23, having only played a couple of games and is still going to play tonight. (sighs) Disappointment city. That's why you either draft Kelsey, Hawkinson, one of the other sexy guys, or you just completely punt because you're expecting zero. But Corey, he's a second and go get Laporta, you know, (laughs) in a rookie draft. You can't do that anymore. Oh, yeah. Laporta allegedly is a top five dynasty tight end these days, which is we talk about dynasty being the long term play. We knew Kyle Pitts was going to be bad for 2023, but now we're moving him down rankings because he's bad for 2023. What are we doing, people? What are we doing? It's double count city. Yeah. But I don't want to go too far off track. Uh, Hunter Henry's still available in 30-something percent of leagues. Donald Parham is available in a bunch. Jake Ferguson is a thing. Uh, really, it, it's a wasteland out here, and I don't think you have somebody, and you're dropping him because you're really excited about something else on the waivers. It's all just noise. But unless you got anybody else you want to shout out, I think that concludes our waiver wire episode. Uh, I think some leagues have Romeo Dobbs available. I'd say okay. it's probably not as many as you'd think, probably around 50%, um, maybe 60%. Worth a look. You know, Christian Watson's coming back. Uh, Aaron Jones is back. So maybe a little bit of target competition. Um, yeah. But he's got a shot. Yeah. And then last strategy point for waiver wires, it's better to roster a backup running back than a wide receiver four or five. Like, go find yourself a Ronnie Rivers, a Tank Bigsby, a Ty J. Spears, somebody that if the starter goes down, they're going to receive the bulk of the work. Maybe they're not going to be a top 12 option that week, but they will at least get a starting output out of them instead of holding on to, I don't know, Andre Yosevis for the Bengals until further notice. Cool. All right. Well, this has been Waiver Wired, brought to you by Dubby. Use code FFRPG at checkout. Uh, And win yourself some dubbies. Get some championships. Goodbye. See ya.